premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey there, folks. This is Joe Rusciello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are and whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right, and we are broadcasting to you, thank you, we are broadcasting to you live once again from the Asylum Studios here in uh, the beautiful city of uh, Eagle Pass, and uh, it is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful Lord's Day today. There is not a cloud in the sky here in Eagle Pass, it is a a beautiful sunny day, and uh, temperatures, well, I can't tell you the temperature because I'm on a VPN at the moment and wherever I'm connected to is 48 degrees and certainly not 48 degrees here in Eagle Pass. So I can't tell you uh, what the uh, temperature is, but I will tell you what it feels like. It uh, probably feels like somewhere in the 80s, in the low 80s. So it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. And it's one of those days where uh, you, know, you, you, you need to get out to church. And I hope that you made it out to church today. And I hope that when you got to church, that your pastor brought you a message that set a fire in your heart for the Lord, that set a fire in your heart for his word, and also for the lost and the dying that we come across every single day in every one of our interactions. And uh, and especially today, folks, it is so important. It is absolutely critical today that we work harder to get the gospel message out to the folks that, uh, that need the gospel message. It's uh, it's something that, uh, that 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 the Lord expects us to do, and it's something that we ought to be doing on a on an everyday basis, uh, and it's something that we need to pray about. You need to pray that the Lord will direct some folks across your path, someone that you can speak to, someone that you could uh, give that gospel message out to. I don't know if you notice or not, but I very rarely ever use the word share the gospel, and you, there's a reason for it. Uh, the main reason is is that when you share something. It kind of implies that you hold on to a little bit of it for yourself, doesn't it? But when you give something to someone, you're act, you're giving it in its entirety. So we need to be giving the gospel message out on a daily basis. So give the gospel out. Go find someone, hand them a gospel tract. You know, it doesn't take much. And if you're if you're one of those folks that don't like to speak to people, or maybe you feel a little uh, intimidated, maybe you don't feel like you know enough Bible to engage someone in a conversation, well, you know what? That's what tracks are for. And um, you don't have to spend a lot of money on tracks. Uh, you can do uh, you can there, there's uh, the Fellowship Track League, which you can look them up online, and uh, uh, you they will send you as many tracks as you want for free. 
absolutely free. And they're great tracks. I use them all the time. And uh, it, they're really great to give out. And what I like to do is I'll go to like a gas station. I'll leave it by the gas pump. I go to the bank. I leave it um, I, I leave it at the ATM machine or I leave it on a, on a counter somewhere in the, in the lobby of the bank. Uh, you go out to lunch, go out to dinner, you know, just drop it on the table, put it in there with the tip that you're leaving for your server. Uh, you can get that out in so many ways and you can be even more creative with it. I know folks that, that, um, that actually still write out checks and, and mail out their bills. You can slip it into your envelope and send it out that way. Uh, there are so many ways that you can get the gospel message out to folks without having to actually talk to anybody. So, uh, you know, we, we should speak to them folks, but you know, I get it. Not everyone, um, is comfortable doing that, so that that's fine. Uh, you, there are ways you can get those gospel tracks out. All right. Now, uh, just want to also apologize for uh, the start of the show today. I'm having some major, major problems here with the uh, with uh, the server and uh, my media player here right now. Uh, none of the tracks that I loaded in for the breaks and anything or or, or that are working. Uh, so that's why we had to loop the, uh, the pre-show music a little bit longer this way. Uh, I was trying to work it out, but I, I couldn't get it to work. So I'm not sure what we're going to do with that for the rest of the show, but, uh, we might not even have any breaks. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. Listening to me drone on for an hour or so, uh, might not be the best thing, right? But <laughs> you never know. All right, folks. Now, last Sunday, last Sunday, we did something that we don't normally do on the Sword of the Spirit podcast especially on our Sermon Sunday uh, shows, uh, we actually started a, a series, albeit a short one, <laughs> you know, but uh, we started a series on the subject of eternal security. And, uh, you know, there are some people out there that wrestle with that doctrine, that doctrine of eternal security. They can't figure out if, they, if they're really saved or if they're really lost. Uh, you know, they, they don't know, you know, did, did I have it? Did I lose it? When did I have it? When did I lose it? How can I get it back again? And then they start to worry about other people. Well, are they saved and are they lost? You know, it, it's, it's, it gets so complicated, you know, uh, but what we're going to do today, and we addressed those issues in brief last week, but today uh, we're actually going to conclude this series. I told you it was a short one. Uh, we're going to conclude this series by looking at eternal security, but from a dispensational viewpoint. A dispensational viewpoint. And the reason why I want to do that is because I really do believe that when you're teaching about uh, eternal security, it's extremely uh, important to do it dispensationally. All right. Because you try it any other way, it's just going to lead to confusion. All right. Now, before we get into our message, I'm going to ask you to do just a couple of things for me, if you don't mind. Uh, if you would, please head on over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and when you get over there, look for our contact section, and uh, why not just send us over a message? Uh, you can let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's in your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have, and uh, you know, folks, also don't forget to send over your prayer requests. Uh, I know we don't do the uh, prayer requests uh, block on the show uh, at the moment, but uh, I do pray over every prayer request that I get, and it's a blessing for me to be able to do that, to spend that extra time with the Lord, and to pray over the needs and the concerns of, of uh, you, my friends. Uh, and that's, that's so important because the Bible tells us, like I told you last week, the Bible tells us that as believers, we are supposed to share one another's burdens. And that's that's it's so important. It's, it's very, very important. You know, so uh, how do you share one another's burdens? Well, you pray for folks. You pray for them. That's the, that's the best way to do it. All right. 
Um, now, also, if you don't like to use the web form that we have on our website, hey, that's totally fine. You can always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, also, while you're on the website, if you would, please look for that support button on the homepage. Uh, your contributions and your support are, are critical for us to keep things moving along here. We... Um, We've taken on some additional uh, expenses in trying to uh, get these things to work better, and uh, obviously it's not really working that well. Actually, uh, Brother Claude, if you're, uh, if you're listening, would you please uh, take a look at the pod home site and see uh, what the problem is? I could not upload certain information on there, so if you could uh, help me out with that, I'd appreciate it. And um, uh, so with the support, uh, if you could help us out, we would really appreciate that because your support really does – uh, do a lot for us. It, it really does. And not only for the equipment, not only for the servers, not only for everything else that go along with it, uh, but your contributions help us get Bibles out to folks. Your contributions help us to get out uh, other materials that folks request. Uh, you, your, your contributions also go to uh, uh, supporting missionaries that are active in the field around the world. And it's it's a it's a huge blessing to be able to uh, contribute to those kind of things. So uh, so if you are listening to this and you've gained anything from these uh, these live broadcasts or, or the podcast version of it, if they've been a blessing to you in any way, and you want to help us out and you want to contribute, you've earned you you've you've uh, you've gained value from us. Uh, that's why we're now part of the value for value. Uh, we have the three T's. You have uh, your time, talent, and treasure. You could very easily donate. Any of those things, and we would appreciate it. Time, talent, and treasure. Uh, and you can do that by heading over to our website and uh, emailing us for your time and your talent. And you could also hit that support button for your treasure. So, again, please pray about it. Pre- please pray about it. And uh, just keep in mind that your contributions will go a very, very long way. Now, first, before we go any further uh, with the show, I always want to stop and just, you know, give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ for, you know, many, many things. Uh, if I could sit here and I could list all of those things, like, like you know, this song that, that, that we teach the kids in Sunday school, you know, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one. Well, if we actually sat here and counted the blessings and, and, and actually named them. I don't think we'd ever get off the show. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to finish this thing uh, in a reasonable amount of time. I could probably sit here for years talking about the wonderful things that the Lord has done for me. Uh, but the most important thing that he did for me was the gift of salvation. You know, 23 years ago, I got I got saved. I got saved on a pier in lower Manhattan. Uh, and it, it was, I, I don't want to say unexpected, because I believe that the Lord was directing me. Uh, through the contacts and such that I've had uh, with uh, with folks and and hearing certain gospel messages, there was a radio program that I was listening to, which is probably why I, I love doing podcasting. Uh, but I heard a radio program, and uh, I heard this radio preacher. Now I always, you know, would listen to the news on my way to work, it was just to hear, you know, you know what traffic mess is going to be around Lower Manhattan, trying to get there. Uh, but this one particular day, I decided not to listen to that and listen to a Christian radio station that uh, a coworker of mine had turned me on to. And uh, I, t- I turned it on for the first time on a Sunday night. I think I'd been listening to maybe a month or two to that particular station, but never listened on a Sunday night. So 
So I put it on, and I and I hear this preacher on there, and he's preaching a message uh, on on hell and who's going there. And uh, it was a unique kind of show because he'd preach for a little bit or teach for a little bit, and then he would take phone calls and answer questions and have some interaction with with some of the folks in the studio with him. Uh, it was very it was, it was just something I had never heard before. And I'm listening to this this preacher talk about hell, talk about uh, where hell is, who you know who's in hell. And at, it just seemed to me that at the end of every single sentence, I heard, you got that, Joe? Hey, Joe, I'm talking to you. And uh, like I said many, many times, it literally scared the hell out of me. Literally. And uh, I wrote down that phone number to that to that uh, call-in, and uh, I chickened out. Of course, I didn't call, but... Uh, I, uh, I waited a couple of days. I did some research. I looked them up online. I was checking out their uh, their website and checking out their doctrinal statements. And as I was reading those things, it just seemed right. So I finally made the phone call. I called the guy at the church, at the church phone number, and uh, we agreed to actually meet at uh, at a restaurant in Lower Manhattan uh, before I went to work one night. And and when I tell you, man, I I, I came to bear. You know, I, I loaded up this big duffel bag that I had, and I had threw, thrown every book that I had, everything that I was reading and researching on my own, I threw it all into the back of the, into that bag, and I took it with me. And when I met with him, we sat down at that table, and we talked for a little while, and then time came to really talk about why we were there. I showed him everything I was studying. And he said it was good, but I don't need any of that. He said, the only thing that I need is this King James Bible, and he put it down on the table. And uh, it, it, that got my attention right there. I am all ears now. And uh, he, he, he showed me some scripture. He showed me verses. We talked, about, uh, we talked about salvation, what exactly it is, what takes place at salvation, and, and so forth. And, um, and then on the way, well, as time went on, it was getting later and later. I had to get to work. He walked me back to uh, where my job was. And as we were walking, he told me, he goes, you know, I don't think that the Lord arranged this meeting for us for to end this way. Uh, can you give me a few more minutes? I just want to show you a few more verses. And I said, absolutely. So he went out to this pier, it's Pier 34, uh, right at the corner of West Street and uh, Canal Street in Lower Manhattan. And uh, we went into the third bench now, on the right-hand side. As, you, as you're walking out to the bench, I remember these little details. Uh, we went out to that bench and uh, we sat there and he took me down the Romans road and he told me things that I had not heard before for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, and he used these wonderful illustrations that really just drove it home to me, you know? Uh, and then finally, uh, uh, there was a number of different things that happened and occurred during the time that he was giving me the gospel. And uh, you know, it's like everything you can possibly imagine to try to distract you. You know, some, some, some dude came rolling around on a bike and every time he would pass us while we were going through the scripture, he would, he would spit at us, he'd curse at us, call us names, all kinds of stuff. And then uh, something happened. I mean, I don't know how many times he passed us, maybe eight, nine times. And uh, this one last time, he, I don't know what he hit, but he hit something that flipped him over the handlebars of the bike. It went to where he actually uh, literally cracked his skull open on the, uh, on the, on the deck of the, of, of the, uh, the pier. And, uh, you know, of course, in my background at the time, I was working in law enforcement. So uh, uh, I did what I normally would do, and I, I, you know, jumped on it and made phone calls and tried to get some help and, and whatnot. And I'll, I'll never forget when the ambulance showed up and, and, and my colleagues showed up, that pastor took me by the arm and he goes, what we're doing is more important than what they're doing. 
And I was like, okay. <laughs> and we just, we walked off and we prayed for that man. We prayed for the folks that were around him. Uh, and then in the middle of all that, I called upon the Lord Jesus Christ to save me. And I'll never, ever, ever forget that. It was the, the single most incredible experience I've ever had. Now, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, the heavens opened up and the light shone down on me and, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe. No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> you know, it. but I know that when I got up from my knees and I opened up my eyes, I knew I went down on my knees as a lost man on my way to hell, a sinner on my way to hell. And I stood up a sinner still, but saved by grace. Changed my life going forward. Now, have I made mistakes? <laughs> oh, you don't even want to know the mistakes that I've made. You know, have I failed the Lord? <laughs> I do. Every, almost every day. I'll be honest, I, almost every day. I find some way, somehow, to, to, to just mess it up. But God is faithful. We serve an amazing, wonderful, loving God. A God not of just second chances, but third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances. And uh, it, it's been an amazing 23 years. And uh, to be honest with you, I, when all of that happened, I never thought in a million years that I'd be, I'd be sitting here doing a podcast, preaching, teaching the Bible, uh, being heard all around this plane. And uh, it's just, it just blows me away. It blows me away. So, of course, I am so thankful for the gift of salvation that the Lord gave me. And it's something that I pray every single day before we do a show. And I have witnesses to that. Um, we pray and we ask the Lord for uh, his blessings upon the teaching and the preaching of his word. We ask the Lord to bless those that are listening. And we ask the Lord that someone would get saved through our efforts here. And, uh, you know, it, that's a, it's a, again, it's just an, an incredible, incredible thing. Now, I also want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, again, which ties all back together to the salvation experience, you know, for giving me this opportunity to serve him, for allowing me to do this, uh, for, for, for giving me this platform that I have, uh, that, that he has given me. I mean, it, this, like I said, this thing has been distributed all, over, all across the country. It's been distributed all across this plane in which we live. You know, it's, it's a wonderful platform to, 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 and a wonderful method to be able to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what this is ultimately about. To lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, to see folks get saved, and to preach and teach his word. And that's, there's nothing else to it. Now, I also want to say thank you to all of you who support us prayerfully. Thank you so very much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. Please continue to pray for this ministry. First and foremost, this is the most important thing I can ask you to pray for. Not even me, not the family, nothing. Pray for the ministry. This is uh, such an important ministry, not only to me, but to, 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 to the Lord. And, and I hope that uh, it's important to others as well. And uh, so I, I'm going to ask you to continue to pray for us, especially as, you know, we still experience some of these uh, technical problems and you know, if you've been listening to the show for any lengthy period of time, you realize that and you understand that we are upgrading our, our equipment. We're upgrading everything and we're moving more and more into podcasting 2.0. So it, it's it's it, it's a it's a step by step thing. So please continue to pray for us. Please continue to pray for my family, of course, and please continue to pray for me. And uh, and, and we really need to make sure that we pray for, for God's hedge of protection around all of us. 
Now, I also want to say thank you to uh, to all of you who uh, support us financially. Thank you so very much for your financial support. God bless you for that. And uh, please, please, uh, don't think for one moment that it's not appreciated. Don't think for one moment that any of this is lining anybody's pocket here. Uh, it is absolutely not. Whatever comes in goes right out, and it's uh, and it and you're going to get the credit for it for the things that we're doing with it. Like I said, we're sending out Bibles, we're sending out gospel tracts, we're sending out uh, financial support uh, to uh, to several mis- to several missionaries that are active in the field. Uh, thank you so much for your financial support. It really is a blessing, and it really does help keep things going for us. And of course, as always, I want to thank every single one of you, all of our listeners, who listen in faithfully to everything that we have put out there. And uh, it, it's it's a real blessing for me to see our our, our plays and our downloads. Um, it's a, it's a blessing to watch the number of uh, live listeners that have that have started to tune in again. Remember, we were doing it live on another on, on another platform, and then they abruptly just shut down the ability for us to do a live show. And uh, unlike I've said before, I, I, I don't like recording podcasts because I, I tend to get lazy with it. And, uh, and, and, and I, I don't know, there's something different about doing it live. You know, with, the, uh, with recording it, you can stop it, you can edit it, you can, you know, clean all that stuff up. No, man, I want you to hear, I want you to hear my stupidity in the raw. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just the way I am, I guess. I don't know. But... Um, but thank you so much for sticking with us, and thank you so much for for uh, for listening in. Thank you for all the plays and the downloads that you've contributed to us, and thank you especially uh, for um, for making sure that you're liking and you're subscribing, and that you're sharing the podcast with your friends, your family, and your followers. Because when you do that, you help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, now that we got all that fumbling out of the way, how about we get to some announcements? All right, so uh, we are back live again. Our Thursday night Bible study has returned, and we are excited about that. And uh, uh, on our Thursday nights, we have been talking about, we started a series there on um, the indicators of the last days, Uh, and there are several. There are several. We are, in fact, folks, in the last days, and that's what we're talking about on our Thursday nights. So uh, we're two weeks into it. Uh, We talked about the regathering of Israel uh, uh, last week, and the week before that we talked about God's clock and God's timetable. And then coming forward, this coming Thursday night, Lord willing, if everything works out right, we're going to be getting into um, a really hot hot topic today, especially, and that's uh, the rise of anti-Semitism. Because uh, that is, believe it or not, that is an indicator of the last days, a rapid rise in anti-Semitism. So uh, we're going to look at that. Now, uh, Thursday night Bible study starts at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Where can you hear it? Well, right here, live, if you want to hear it live. Uh, on our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. We have a little player up there on our website. Thank you again to Brother Claude for putting all of that together for us on our newly revamped website. And um, I know it's a lot of work, and, you know, but going back to the value for value, Brother Claude, you know, you know contributing his, his uh, time and his talent, which is very, very much appreciated. Uh, but I digress. 
And uh, so uh, Thursday nights, again, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live on SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com. And then uh, sometime shortly after that, it will be uploaded as the podcast version, which you can catch on all of your favorite podcast players. All right. And then also we have, uh, again, here we are, Sermon Sunday broadcast. We really do try to get started on time. You know, uh, unfortunately, we had some technical problems today, and we're still having some technical problems. We're trying to work that out. And uh, I'm not great at multitasking. So, you know, there might be some pauses and delays while I'm, you know, fiddling with things here. But uh, our Sermon Sunday broadcast every Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, last week we started this very brief series on uh, the eternal security of the believer, and we're continuing that on today. In fact, we're going to bring it to a conclusion today, and we'll get started with that in just a few moments. And again, you can hear it live on SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com, or you can wait for the uh, podcast upload, which uh, comes shortly thereafter. Uh, Or actually, if you like, what we do as well is we loop on our website uh, past episodes of the show, usually uh, for our show for about a month. The last month's worth of episodes are played repeatedly on an, like on auto loop, and then we also have shows from the uh, from a mental podcast as well, and we have other things that are going up there, and it's just growing and growing and growing. Which I'll uh, I'll make another comment about that uh, right before we finish the announcement section. Uh, some very exciting news, and something I'm very happy and proud of. All right, so Thursday night Bible study, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Sermon Sunday, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. All right, folks, now, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our our, uh, Bible study starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is just head on over to the church's Facebook page. Uh, When you get over there, uh, when you get into Facebook, just search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. And then once you get onto our uh, Facebook page, you're going to find a lot of really, really helpful information and also episodes of the podcast. And as always, we are thankful to the folks at at, uh, First Baptist for allowing us to use the church's Facebook page. Uh, to do this, and uh, also to our pastor and my great friend John Monk for all of his encouragement, all of his support, all of his prayers. Uh, I mean, big big time cheerleader. You know, there have been plenty of times, folks, where I've wanted to just yank the plug on this thing and say and just walk away from it. But you know what? The Lord wouldn't let me do it. My pastor wouldn't let me do it because I don't know. You get you get around Pastor Monk, and he 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 just puts a fire in you. Uh, he really does. Uh, so, so we're very thankful for that, and we appreciate it. All right, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Chase Tobin. Now, uh, Brother Chase has a wonderful podcast called The Three Pillars Podcast, uh, and The Three Pillars Podcast focuses on your personal growth utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, Brother Chase puts out a new episode every week, uh, usually on a Friday, sometimes on a Saturday morning, uh, but no matter when he puts it out there, it's a real blessing to uh, be able to listen in on it because uh, he, he just has a, such a concise way of putting the information out there, not like me, I ramble and blah, 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 blah. But he puts it out there and, uh, uh, like, for example, his last episode was, uh, I think, 18 minutes. I mean, I, I probably would have stretched that thing for an hour easily. But 
Yeah, he has a great way of doing it, and I appreciate that. Now, if you want the video version of the podcast, you can check him out on YouTube at uh, three, the number three Pillars Podcast. Uh, you can also find him on Rumble, which is, as always, my personal preference. Uh, you can find him on Rumble at also three Pillars Podcast, and then also on his website, uh, three Pillars Podcast.wordpress.com. Now, for the audio version, he's on all of your favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Good Pods, and so many more. Uh, so you can check him out. The point is, is that you can find him. You can listen. Okay, so you got to check him out. The Three Pillars Podcast. All right, uh, programming announcements. So if you would uh, like to get onto our mailing list for programming announcements, uh, if the subscription link on the website's not working, you could always email me at uh, info at sword of the spirit podcast dot com, or you can in, or you could uh, email uh, Claude, our producer, at producer at sort of the spirit podcast.com and then we'll get you on that mailing list but uh, basically what the mailing list is is we're going to send out an email to everybody on the list if there's any kind of a change in the programming schedule for the podcast so uh, if we have a cancellation if we have to change a day if we have to uh, if we have a guest coming on or whatever it is uh, that relates to programming we're going to let you know and we do that through email it's the best it's the easiest and honestly from what I learned today it's the most reliable so and I'll explain that in a minute too uh, so, um, so get yourself on this mailing list. It's great. First of all, it's free. So that means it doesn't cost you anything. Okay. It's very rare these days where you find something that doesn't cost you anything. So it's free. You can get yourself on the mailing list. Uh, we're not going to sell, share, or, uh, or release your information anywhere. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to send you a bunch of stuff you don't want. Uh, I mean, unless you want us to, then just let us know and we'll send you whatever it is that you don't want. Um, and then uh, it's and it's really it is the easiest way for us to get to you because again we do two shows a week Thursday and Sunday so between Sunday and the following Thursday there's a lot of time in between and things happen things change and that's the best way for us to reach everybody so if you're not on the mailing list please get yourself on the uh, email mailing list our our programming announcements list and uh, that way you'll stay in the know. All right. Uh, I just want to talk to you also a little bit about our, one of our partners. Uh, that is the War Tribe Armory. Uh, the War Tribe Armory is located here in Eagle Pass, Texas, right up here on on, uh, on US 57. Uh, if you are looking for for uh, services for your weapon, like uh, Cerakote, engraving, cleaning, uh, restoration, refinishing, any kind of repairs, or or if you're looking for a custom build, or if you're looking for a, to purchase a firearm. Uh, you know, magazines and 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 holsters, and uh, if you if you're looking to trade in a weapon, folks, you can do it all at the War Tribe Armory. As a matter of fact, I, I just purchased um, uh, through uh, 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 a gun dealership in Kentucky a uh, beautiful Smith and Wesson nine uh, millimeter compact, beautiful beautiful weapon, and um, I'm having it sent over to War Tribe because they are a an FFL dealer, so uh, that's a federal firearms licensed dealer. So um, it gets sent to them. They take it. I go pick it up from them. Very simple. It's 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 great. So uh, I would suggest if you're in the area, you can check them out. Um, come on over and take t- uh, pay them a visit. See what kind of work they can do for you. Uh, or if you want to find them on their socials, you can find them at wartribe.armory on Instagram, wartribearmory on Facebook, or you can email them at wartribearmory1133 at gmail.com. And also, it's a veteran-owned and operated establishment. Show You, you can show them your support that way by going in there and, and getting what you need taken care of. All right? So, War Tribe Armory, check them out. 
All right. Now, I've been talking about this now for a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, Scipio Eruditus is coming out with his first book. And uh, you can pre-order your copy of Anatomy of a Revolution at revolutionanatomy.crd.co. Or you can head on over to the firmamentalpodcast.com and you can get yourself on the pre-order list there as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting my copy of it so I could uh, uh, so I can read it and then we can have them on the show so we can talk about it and then um, uh, you know and, and a few other things too. So we got a few things we want to talk to him about, uh, but uh, we're looking forward to it. So if you haven't been able to get yourself on the on the pre-order list, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Revolutionanatomy.crd.co or firmamentalpodcast.com. All right. Uh, forgot to take this off my list, but there is no more availability of sword swag, so I'm not going to mention it. Uh, but uh, I am working out something with uh, with Claude about how we are going to uh, redo this and get these things made available. I told you already. I'm looking for new vendors uh, to get us the, get us the uh, the mugs and the t-shirts and and some other things that I'm thinking about uh, uh, at a, at a much better price. This way, we don't have to ask for so much in contributions for these these items. So uh, so uh, just stay with us on this one. Check back with us. Well, I'll let you know as things go along, and we'll get there. All right. Uh, let me see. Where are we now? Um, socials, right? Our socials. We actually have socials. All right. So you can find us on Twitter at the SOTS podcast, TikTok as well at the SOTS podcast, uh, on Getter Truth Social at SOTS podcast, no, the, and, uh, two other channels that we have that we rarely mention. I'm trying to do it more frequently is that we do have a rumble channel. Uh, we don't have a video podcast, but we do upload the audio there, and little by little, I'm starting to see a lot of traction. I'm starting to see some traction there. I'm starting to see the uh, the listens pick up and pick up a couple of new subscribers. So we're thankful for that. And then also we have our page on locals. Um, now somebody had emailed me uh, a couple of days ago, and I've mentioned it before already. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to mention it one more time. Uh, no, you do not have to have a paid subscription on locals. All right, there are some some. Um, some uh, uh, the word just flipped out of my head. Uh, some hosts that uh, do put things behind paywalls, uh, but we're not doing that. First of all, I don't think that the word of God should be behind a paywall. That's number one, and I think that's the most important thing. Uh, and number two, I don't think the word of God should be behind a paywall. Got it? All right. So uh, we have the locals account. You can go there. You will hear the show. It is an audio show. Again, no video yet. Again, nobody really wants to see my face, so we're uh, so we're sticking with the audio. And uh, uh, if you want to make a contribution, if you are receiving some value from what we're doing, you can make your value for value contribution. All right. Now, with all of that said, let me see if uh, our break stuff is ready. Uh, okay. All right, I think we can do this. Um, we're going to try something a little bit different with the break and how we're going to do it because my media player is not working properly. So, all right, folks. So we're going to take our break here, and that'll give you a chance to go grab your King James Bible. Give me a chance to fix this mess. Uh, get yourself some coffee, and then when we come back, we'll be getting into our uh, Sermon Sunday message today on the security of the believer, part number two. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And we'll be back right after this. Please stay with us. Is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto 
All right, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I am really, really sorry for all of the technical problems that I'm having today. Uh, not, for some reason, all of my audio files have disappeared and nothing is playing. And I have to manually search for each one. Normally at this point, we have a beautiful piece on the King James Bible uh, that I'd like to play before we start our preaching uh, service. Uh, so again, I really do apologize for all of this. And uh, I, don't, I don't even know what else to say. Uh, but if you would, uh, would you take your Bibles and uh, head on over to, uh, where should we start today? Because since nothing else is working, let's see. Uh, let's see, where should we start today? Because guess what? I can't find my notes. <laughs> oh, this is great. All right, folks. You know what? Uh, let me see. This is just wonderful. All right. Well, like I said earlier, I mean, we started off, uh, we launched into a subject last week that's really, um, it's, it's oftentimes, it's discussed, it's debated, you know, it, it's, it's kind of batted around and, and you know, and all that. And, uh, and that's the subject of the security of the believer, right? Now, we, we talked about that. Now, some people think that you can get it and you can never lose it. And it's yours. You know, God gave it to you. And that's the end of the story. Uh, usually those people are referred to uh, as heretics. And that's I'm one of those. OK, uh, because I do believe that you can get it. You never lose it. It's yours. God gave it to you. And that's it. Period. All right. Then there are other folks that believe that you can get it and then you can lose it. And then you can get it and lose it and get it and lose it and get it and lose it. Right. Um, but, you know, just. Just one sidebar curiosity that I've always had, and, and, and that's this, that even the folks that, that believe that you can get it and lose it uh, believe that after you get it, you should be baptized. Amen? But I've never known any of them to get baptized after they lost it and got it back again. Have you? Do you ever wonder about that? Well, again, that's just a sidebar. That's just something to uh, you know kind of keep you thinking while I'm looking for my notes. Now... Um, in approaching this subject, there are really all kinds of ways to approach it. And uh, like I suggested last Sunday when we started this whole thing, uh, uh, the Armenian camp has their verses and the security folks have their verses. And, you know, they kind of line up uh, like uh, two lines of artillery, you know, and they, and they shoot verses uh, back and forth at each other. Uh, instead of taking the time and effort to really reconcile those verses, to actually look at them and put them all together, you know, um, I can actually show you lots of alleged contradictions in your Bible. You know, you know, people say, well, you know, the Bible's full of all kinds of contradictions. But, you know, everybody that I've ever heard say that, and anybody that, I, that I've ever had say that to me, don't know where they are, first of all. They, don't, they can't tell you where those contradictions are, supposedly. Um, but I'll tell you something. I know where they are. All right. I can show them to you. Uh, but I want you to notice something. I said alleged contradictions. Not real, alleged. Um, and, and, you know, there are things that don't seem to measure up to each other. Uh, and those things need to be reconciled. And the thing is, they can be reconciled if you just follow the advice of the Apostle Paul when he said, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, most people acknowledge that there's one division, right? It's fair to say there's one division that we all can agree on, Old Testament, right, and the New Testament. 
But in reality, there are more divisions than just that. You know, um, you know some people, you know, they, they kind of hold in, in, in some kind of abhorrence the term dispensations. But you know something, folks? It's a Bible word. Ephesians chapter 3, for example. Now, I, I didn't invent the word, all right? Dispensation. It's in the Bible. And uh, so God has divided the book. And uh, a lot of our a lot of our Armenian friends, and, and a lot of them are our friends. I, I'll, I'll say that um, we might have you know a theological dispute over certain things, but you know they can still be our friends. You know, uh, one of the things that came up when I was studying this is I was looking over some some old letters from some of some of the uh, some of the uh, the uh, the fathers of the faith, so to speak, uh, like John Wesley, right, George Whitfield. Uh, both of those, both they were on opposite spectrums of, of the of the of the of the chart here, right? Uh, and they disputed this very subject that we're talking about. And not only did they dispute it, but they disputed it for an entire lifetime. But they were still friends, great preachers, both of them, great preachers. Even though they didn't agree on this, uh, they they were they were both friends. And uh, you know, George actually, uh, George Whitfield was he, he would do stuff, you know, that I would do. All right, because I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm a sarcastic person. I, I like to mess around and, and things like that. But you know what George would do? He would write John Wesley letters, and he would say things like, I hope you were good today. I don't want to see you going to hell. You know, just harassing him, you know, just playing around with him and, and just messing with his head. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like some some things that I, I like to say to people every now and then. I was like, I'll call a friend of mine. I haven't spoke to him in a while. Say, hey, you still saved? You know, uh, but they were friends. They were friends, all right? Now, the best way that I know that I can present this thing to you uh, in a way that you can actually grasp the full picture of this, you know, the the, the, the full meal deal, you know, the whole bullseye is, is to do it dispensationally. You have to do it dispensationally. Now, and uh, let's just do a, a quick review while I'm still looking for my notes. Um, we asked the question, uh, how is a person saved? between Adam and Moses. Do you remember that? Last week we talked about that. Uh, because there was no law until Moses, the lawgiver, right? Moses received the law. Moses gave the law out. So then how is a person saved? How is a person saved? Well, we learned over in Romans chapter 2, verse 12 uh, to 16, I believe it is, uh, that they were saved by listening to and obeying their conscience. And then I remember, we, you know, we looked through several examples of that very thing. You know, you had Abel in Hebrews eleven four. Um, you had Enoch and Noah, um, Abraham, and then you know, and then we showed how Abraham got his imputed righteousness when he believed God, and then it was that it was counted unto him for righteousness in in Genesis chapter fifteen. Right, but he didn't get his justification until Genesis twenty two, when he offered Isaac upon the altar. And that's according to what James teaches us, all right? So Abraham's gospel in Galatians 3 is, is simply categorized as a gospel of obedience to God through his conscience, all right? That's how people are saved, were saved. Uh, and, the, you know, and then, the, of course, you know, the question is always asked, you know, well, what about, and, and I'm sure if you've been around long enough, you've heard this, all right? Uh, if you've been around in, or involved in any spiritual conversations, this has been a shot at you, okay? Uh, well, 
What about the folks out there that never heard the gospel? They don't know Jesus Christ. They don't know about Jesus Christ. They never heard of Jesus Christ. And you know something? Trust me when I tell you, there are plenty of people out there like that. Plenty. Now, you know, as we move down the dispensational line, uh, we get under the law. And then all of a sudden, and now this excludes people that, you know, who never knew anything about the law. You know, they're not Jews. They don't know anything about it. They're still operating under their conscience. To this day, there are people in India and in Africa and in Asia that are that are simply operating under their conscience. Now, someone said to me, and this is a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question. He said, you know, maybe we shouldn't be taking the gospel to them. They're better off just operating under their conscience. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think... I think the gospel's a lot more forgiving than the conscience, don't you? I mean, when I left my conscience, the little bit of it that I had, <laughs> and, and then I got under grace, man, that was a major relief. You know, that was one big deal. You know, I, I, I can tell you that. It's a huge deal. Now, uh, we studied some of the verses here that indicate, you know, they, uh, um, the Old Testament uh, saint under the law, had to conform to all of these um, particular sacrifices, you know, law, et cetera, et cetera. That was all part of the equation. Now, that Bible teaches us over in the book of Galatians that the law was what? Do you remember? The law is a schoolmaster, right? Now, what's a schoolmaster do? A schoolmaster uh, prepares you for something better. Now, you know, there, there are some people that enjoy school. They enjoy going to school, and those are the crazy ones, right? But, um, you know, I, I at every level of education I went through, I could not wait to get out of school. You know, it's like, thank God for graduation. You know, you know get out of this wreck and move, and move on to bigger and better things. The law is a schoolmaster. It wasn't intended to be an end unto itself, but to deliver lessons uh, about the inability of mankind to keep a righteous law. All right, let me say that again. It was intended to be an end unto itself, but to deliver lessons about the inability of, ma of mankind to keep a righteous law. And let me ask you this. Do you think God proved his point? Over and over and over again, man. All you got to do is read the Old Testament. God proved his point. All right. Now, uh, we encounter the New Testament. And the first thing that we get into in the New Testament is not the gospel of Jesus Christ, but a kingdom preaching. Now, do you remember what our old friend John the Baptist said over and over and over again? He said what? He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, now, the kingdom of heaven. And uh, did you know, I, and actually, I... I I saw this recently. I, 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 I was scanning through some of the uh, streaming channels, right? And, uh, and uh, they have a movie called The Kingdom of Heaven. Did you know that? And uh, I read the description of it. I wrote briefly anyway, but you know, I didn't get the whole story. But it, basically what it is, it's a bunch of crusaders walking around doing what they did in the Middle East a thousand years ago. And they call that thing The Kingdom of Heaven. Well, you know something? It's not far off the mark. Because... Uh, because that was the intention, partially, you know, or 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 the idea of the Crusaders to to initiate the kingdom, all right, to bring the kingdom in. I mean, uh, you know, didn't Jesus say, you know, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, 
thy kingdom come. So we're introduced to a lot of kingdom preaching and teaching. Uh, you know, John the Baptist, uh, you know, uh, no, not, I'm sorry, not John, John the Baptist, the gospel of John, rather. Uh, the gospel of John introduces us to a new doctrine, okay? A new doctrine. And you don't hear a thing about the new birth or anything like John 3.16, John 3.36, anything like that. The Gospel of John was written much later than Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Much later. By the time John wrote his Gospel, he had access to, to, to the Pauline epistles. By the time John wrote what he wrote, and, and you know he's still writing about the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ, but man, there's a difference. There's a totally different shade in his Gospel you know, compared to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And, uh, and part of that is that John already had access to Romans and Galatians and Ephesians and uh, Philippians and Colossians. Now, that would make you think different, wouldn't it? And it did. It did. All right? Now, when, when Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the temple was ripped in twain. And that introduced a church-age salvation. There's no security under the conscience. There's no eternal security under the law. There's no security in kingdom preaching. No, quite the contrary. Quite the contrary. When you, when you, when you, when you really analyze word by word and verse by verse, and, and, and then, of course, you know, all of a sudden we have the opportunity, I say we, but anybody does, has the opportunity to actually enter into the body of Jesus Christ and receive his imputed righteousness and justification at the same time, that's a change. That's a huge change, right? And that's Romans chapter 4. Now, now Abraham had 40 years between imputed righteousness in Genesis 15 and then justification in Genesis 22. But if you've been saved, if you've been saved, you got all yours at the same time, simultaneously. Just like that. Just like that. All right? That's, uh, that's, you know, two things that are different are not the same. All right? Now, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit put himself in you as, like, earnest money on real estate, you know, that's, that's yet to be possessed and collected. All right? You're indwelled with the Holy Spirit. You're baptized with the Spirit of God at the moment of salvation. Spiritual circumcision is something that we've discussed, right? And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute, so I'm not going to mention too much more on that one. But um, eternal life is promised over in 1 John chapter 5. And when a New Testament saint dies, he goes directly to heaven, right? He doesn't pass go, doesn't collect $200, right to heaven. Old Testament saints didn't. They couldn't go directly to heaven. They went to a place called paradise, Jesus said it was in the heart of the earth, didn't he? Okay, now, we, and we've talked about that. Now, um, let's, uh, all right, now, a guy asks, uh, you know, what does your soul look like? What does your soul look like? All right, and that's easy. That's easy. Uh, the psalmist said, my soul cleaveth to the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. My soul, your soul, whatever it is, stuck to your body. From dust thou art. Unto dust thou shalt return. All right? It's stuck to your body. Therefore, 
it's um, it's inseparable as far as God's concerned until until an operation is performed. All right, so your soul is held accountable for the sins of the flesh. That's bad. That's very, that's very bad. All right. Now Ezekiel said it this way. Ezekiel said, "The soul that sinneth, it shall surely what? Die." Right. The soul that sinneth, it shall surely die. All right. Now that's uh, that's Old Testament. You see, that's Old Testament. Now we studied Colossians chapter two, and we studied how that God said, uh, "In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands." You know, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh of the circumcision of Christ. Now, God gave Abraham and his progeny a little ritual that we know as circumcision, right? It's the cutting away of the flesh. All right, now when we get over to Romans, God compares that and, 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 and he calls it the circumcision of the heart. Now, your heart is housed in your soul. Your heart, your mind, and your will, those are all soulish things, right? Now, God said he performed an operation on every believer, do you know what he did? Your soul is connected to, it, it, it's, it's tied to your flesh, and so you need an operation of God. So he came, and, and faster than a laser, he cut your soul away from your flesh the moment when you trusted Jesus Christ. Now that resulted in, in some really very interesting things. First of all, number one, uh, now it means that you have two natures. Now I've said this many times, I'll say it again. Do you know what you are as a Christian? You're a genuine schizophrenic. I mean, you're nuttier than a fruitcake. You say, I am? Sure you are. Sure you are. You've got two natures competing against each other, right? Galatians says, the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. All right? Uh, let's get Paul's... Take your Bible, go to Romans chapter 7. Let's get Paul's definition on this. Romans chapter 7. All right? Romans chapter 7. I say you're... You're nuttier than a fruitcake. And obviously that's an overstatement. You know, I'm exaggerating. You understand that. But you know, maybe not in every case. But, uh, you know, here's the difficulty, all right? Romans chapter 7 and verse 13. Romans chapter 7, verse 13. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. I mean, that'll send you to a, that'll send you to a psychiatrist, wouldn't it? You see what Paul's saying? Verse 17. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Huh. Now there's a genuine separation there. It's no more I that do it. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For, for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Boy, man, you think about that. I mean, he sounds like a, he sounds like a nut job. He's completely whacked out. 
And all Paul is doing here is describing to us in, 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 a, in rather a detailed fashion the two natures. Now, before you come to Jesus Christ, before you're saved, you just have one nature, right? It's, the, it's a human nature. You know, people like to talk about human nature, don't they? People like to do that. You, you hear it all the time, you know? Yeah, well, it's human nature. It's sinful nature. Human nature is a sinful nature. But, but now, when you got saved... When you got saved, God cut your soul free from your flesh. He introduced a brand new nature in you. And those two natures are competing. He said, there's part of me that wants to do the right thing, and there's part of me that wants to do the wrong thing. Now, I don't care who you are. If you're saved, you're a born-again believer, you're a Christian, every single one of you have experienced that over and over and over again. There was a missionary... Uh, that was talking to an old Indian. And the Indian says, Missionary, 20 years ago you came to my tribe and you told me about Jesus and I got saved. And then he said, And I'm really glad that I did, but all these 20 years it's been like there's a great big black dog and a great big white dog inside of me and they're always fighting. Now folks, did you ever feel like that? Did you ever feel that way? So the missionary says, well, chief, which one wins? And the old, the old Indian thought about it for a minute and he said, the one that I feed the most. The one that I feed the most. Yea, verily. Yea, verily. The one that you feed the most. You feed the flesh, it'll, dom- it'll dominate the spirit. You feed the spirit, it'll dominate the flesh. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful if the flesh would just go away? You know, like just evaporate, just disappear, you know, get lost. Well, verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Uh, Verse 24, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? You know, you know, the grandest thing about the rapture, I mean, and I I get all kinds of folks that, that come up with all kinds of things that, you know, basically... Uh, you know, basically just, uh, uh, you know, that the, the Twitter paid their, in, their interest. You know, the pearly gates, the, uh, the heavenly city, the saints departed. But, uh, but folks, can you imagine 24 hours into a resurrected body and all of a sudden it's, it's going to dawn on you? Hey, this stuff doesn't want to do anything wrong. Is that really you? I mean, you know, man, oh, man. All right. Now you got two natures. You've got two natures. Uh, a guy says, you know, I, I got that conflict going on between right and wrong. That's, that's why I'm not sure I'm saved. You know something? That's a good reason to know you are saved. That conflict, that conflict right there is evidence of salvation, folks. Not to the contrary. Now, uh, you know, part of you no longer sins. Now that's the real mind bender. Part of you no longer sins. Go over to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Now, I'm talking, you know, I'm not talking about like Nazarene sanctification here, nothing like that. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. But now, wait a minute. Wait just a minute here. Do you know, notice what Paul had to qualify. Notice what Paul had to qualify. I know that in me, and then he had to put in parentheses, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. 
Paul had to put that qualifier in there. Had he had said that in me dwelleth no good thing, he'd, he'd have been incorrect. Do you know why? Because the Holy Spirit is in him. Is the Holy Spirit a good thing? You see? So he had to say, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. All right. Here's a mind blower. First John chapter 3, verse 9. Whosoever is born of God. Now, have you been saved? Have you been born of God? Have you been born again? Then that's you. That's you. Listen up. Listen up. That's you. All right here. You ready? Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. <laughs> I mean, come on. Who's kidding who here? Whoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Now, we, we all know better than that, don't we? You know, I have, I have a real respect and regard for, uh, for, for Billy Graham's ministry over, over his lifetime. But you know something? Even he stumbled on this one. I heard him say, I heard it in my own ears, all right? And, and here's how he quoted the verse. Whosoever is born of God doesn't practice sin. That's not what the verse says. It doesn't say that in Greek, Hebrew, Syriac, German, French, English, anything else. It says, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Boy, now, if you didn't have all that information that Paul gives us in Romans and Galatians, if you didn't understand Colossians chapter 2, there's no way you can sort that thing out. But once you get those fundamental elements down, it, it really becomes simple, really simple. As far as, God, as far as God's concerned, you don't sin because God doesn't acknowledge your flesh. It's your flesh that sins. I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Do you know what the Christian is doing? Whether we like it or not, it's true. Do you know what we're doing? We're dragging an old, dead corpse behind us everywhere we go. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am, present tense, crucified. Now, you know, all the modern versions, all the new Bibles, they change all that. They change all that. I am, present tense, crucified. That's wild stuff. That's wild. But, you know, the best way to explain it is, is understanding that uh, understanding that doctrine right there is the best way you can explain this. All right? Do you sin? The flesh sins. It just keeps on sinning, doesn't it? I mean, do you know what the flesh does? The flesh says, you know, I shouldn't eat that next piece of cake. I'm going to. Amen? All right, now, all, all this is done through faith. All right, all of this is done through faith. Uh, and, and, and previous to this, faith is a mystery. Now, how many times does the word faith show up in, in your entire Old Testament? 39 books. How many times does the word faith show up? Twice. Twice. 
once in Deuteronomy and once in Malachi. And when you get to Malachi, it talks about the just will live by his faith. The pronoun his is eliminated by the time you get to Paul, folks. Paul says, the just shall live by faith. Hmm. Now, how many times does the word faith show up in the New Testament? I'll take a sip while I, while I wait. How about over 90? 90 times. Wouldn't you consider that to be out of balance? Unless, unless faith wasn't as big an ingredient in the Old Testament. Now, we can't eliminate it entirely, you know, because of Abel and Enoch and Noah. And, you know, they did some things by faith, didn't they? They, they believed God. So you can't eliminate faith entirely, but what I'm trying to show you is the emphasis switches dramatically when you get to the New Testament. Over 90 times faith, twice in 39 books as opposed to 90 in 27. Hmm. I guess some people just aren't good in math, right? <laughs> all right, now the church age, as we know it, ends with the rapture, all right? That's 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Revelation 4, verse 1. Uh, the type is, is Enoch, etc., you know, etc., etc. Now, what we enter into is a period of tribulation, Daniel's 70th week, okay? Uh, we anticipate that to be a period of seven years, all right? And that's based upon a preponderance of evidence of Scripture, all right? Now, you know, I mean, I wish I had my notes. You can, you can learn a great deal about the tribulation uh, in a lot of Old Testament books um, the, the, and the transitional books, like uh, particularly Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke. You, know, you, you tend to learn some things about it. But the book of Revelation from chapter 4, where we have a rapture uh, in verse 1, um, uh, to chapter 19, uh, we have... When we have the second advent, you know, God walks you through the tribulation how many times? Four times. He gives it to you four different ways, four different views on it, just like he gives you four different views on the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? So he walks you through that thing four times, and he gives you this picture of, of, of just how incredibly terrible it's going to be. And, uh, you know, people kind of get to majoring on that, uh, and they start to think about, you know, the vials and the seals and the trumpets, the two witnesses, the Antichrist, the beast of the sea, the beast of the earth, you know, uh, and, and, and Babylon the Great, and, you know, and all that stuff. And it's all fascinating. You know, it really is. It's all fascinating. No, no question about it. Uh, I love it. I do. I, I really do. It's, it's all fascinating to me. It, re it really is. But a lot of times, a lot of times, people miss the forest for the trees, all right? What's the real purpose of the tribulation? What's the real purpose of the tribulation? The real purpose of the tribulation, folks, is, is God preparing Israel to receive their kingdom. That's what it's all about. God preparing Israel to receive their kingdom. Now, do you remember a guy named John the Baptist? Now, I, I was driving around last week, and um, I passed by one of, the, one of the biggest oxymorons, all right? It was a church. It was a church with a big sign in front, and it said, John the Baptist, Roman Catholic Church. You know, I, I could never figure that out. 
You know, I never could. But, you know, old John the Baptist, you know, he had a singular message. And the message was, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's an earthly, physical, real kingdom, you see? And and, and he, he kept adjuring and telling Israel, you repent, repent, get right, get your spiritual life in order so that you can get your kingdom back. And if you remember, folks, we talked about this when we, we, we went through the uh, book of Revelation, when we talked on the dispensations. They lost the kingdom because of their disobedience. So now here's John the Baptist telling them to get their spiritual life in order so they can get their kingdom back, the one that they lost because of their disobedience. All right? Uh, now, old, you know, old John the Baptist, he's a type of somebody. Do you know who's, who he's a type of? Well, he's a type of a guy named Elijah. Elijah. All right, look with me over in Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4, the last book of your Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4. Now, Israel as a country today, and uh, I, have a, uh, I have a dear friend. Uh, I've known him my entire life. Um, he's, a, he's a good Orthodox Jewish kid, you know, growing up. And, uh, and, and then uh, several years ago, he, he just, for whatever reason, we know the reason, but he just up and went to Israel. He moved there and he lives there now. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's great, man. You know, he's doing, he's doing well. He's fine. And, uh, you know, he's, he has like, um, a gaggle of kids and, uh, he teaches in his synagogue and so on and so forth. And we get to these little debates every now and then when we, when we talk, you know, and I like to try to put him on a spot a little bit, but, um, but he told me that Israel as a country, as a country, Israel is primarily secular today. The, uh, the religious people there are a very, very small minority. There's, there's, there are really not a lot of devoutly religious people. They're secular in their thinking. All right, now, is that God's intention? Is that God's purpose? Does God want something more for them? Well, of course he does. Of course he does. And uh, so you know, a, a lot, even a lot of our Israeli friends that don't know a lot of Scripture, you know, they don't know a lot of Bible, have some inkling about this fact, and you find it over in Malachi chapter 4 and verse 5. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. All right, so Malachi prophesied that Elijah would have to return before the dreadful day of the Lord. Now that thing, all right, and, and, and just previous to that, just previous to that prophecy, you know, Moses enters into the equation. Verse 4, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant. Now, who showed up with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration? Moses and Elijah, right? All right, now fast forward to Revelation chapter 11. All right, and now these guys, you know, they show up one more time. These are the two witnesses, Moses and Elijah. They show up in Revelation chapter 11, and they're preaching in the tribulation. But they're not preaching the same gospel that I preach. They're preaching a gospel that Jesus called the gospel of the kingdom. And that gospel of the kingdom is the same thing that, you know, old John the Baptist preached. All right, now go to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Just turn, just turn a few pages to your right and you'll be there. All right. Now, if you're using uh, Dr. Ruckman's study Bible like I am, this page one, this is page uh, 1253, 1253. I'm going to show you something that, that dawned on me this week. 
And, you know, and that's the great thing about your Bible. Amen? You never quit learning. You never quit learning. It, it just keeps feeding and feeding and feeding you. It never quits. All right? Matthew 11, verse 11. Matthew 11, 11. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Folks, that's what that movie, Kingdom of Heaven, is all about. They're trying to take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will, rece- will receive it, this is Elias. Now, that's the New Testament word for Elijah, which was for to come. He that have ears to hear, let him hear. So do you see what Jesus is saying here? If you receive John's message and my message, then he, as John the Baptist, fulfills the prophecy concerning Elijah. Huh. Well, what happened to John? What happened to John? Well, he was beheaded, right? He was beheaded. Go to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation 20. All right, Revelation 20. Uh, the, uh, the second advent has come, right? In Revelation 19, the Lord returns on a white horse accompanied by the armies of heaven on white horses. So, um, and I hope you like white because that's what you're going to get, okay? And, uh, you know, actually, here's an interesting little sidebar. All right. I'm, this is free. I'm not going to charge you for this one. All right. I've been, and I've been told this. I'm not a horse person. I mean, I, I know horses. I've, I've ridden horses, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like an expert on horses or anything like that. Um, so I've been told this by a lot of people who know a lot more about horses than I do. Uh, I've been told, you know, and these are people, I'm, when I tell you that are really into these things, I mean, they're really into this stuff, like, like professionally, you know. And, uh, and they said, they tell me, that there is really no such thing as a white horse in any breed. Quarter horse, foxtrot, Albanian, uh, Arabian, um, you know, any breed, you name it, because you can always find a little something on them somewhere that isn't white. Now, to me, that makes perfect sense. To me, that makes perfect sense. The white ones are reserved for heaven, the pure ones. All right, so the second advent has taken place, the very next chapter here, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. All right, so the modus operandi for executions in the tribulation is beheading beheading folks do you watch the news at all there's a revival in the interest you know by the savage and by the pagans of beheading and john says who these are that are gathered around the throne well those are the ones that have been beheaded for the word of god back in the tribulation so, folks, could it be that the tribulation is just around the corner? Now, that's not all. It's Babylon that's utilizing this technique. All right, now, it's amazing. 
that you and I live in a time when God's just you know taking all parts of the Bible and he's taking them and he's putting them all together. And man, are they synchronized. They're all just, you know, they really do. They all just kind of go together beautifully. So uh, now, so uh, in the tribulation, uh, what God is doing is preparing Israel to receive a kingdom. Now, if you want to know about salvation in that kingdom age, then the best thing to do is to go back and read the Sermon on the Mount. And you'll get more information there than you would in, in a lot of other places. That's the time of Israel's redemption. All right, now, not in, not in every case do bad times bring someone close to God. You know, for some people, it drives them further away. Some people go, into, go in the opposite direction altogether. Now, in the case of Israel, when things got bad, that's when they cried out to the Lord. Do you remember that? They said, Oh, Lord, the Philistines are upon us. Help us. Oh, Lord, the Gergesites, the Jebusites, and all the otherites, they're here. Lord, help us. So when things got bad is when they really turned to the Lord. Folks, things are going to get bad in the tribulation. And in Zechariah 12, they're going to turn to the Lord, and the Lord's going to say, okay, I'm listening. And they're going to find out who their true Messiah really is. Now, so uh, what the bottom line is, is, is during this period of time, according to James chapter 2, and, and James has written to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. All right, now and let me rewind just a little bit. All right, uh, church age doctrine. Okay, who is the apostle to the church? Paul, right? It wasn't a trick question. <laughs> it was, you know, Paul. Paul is the apostle to the church. Paul from Romans to Philemon, Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, uh, Philippians, Colossians, first and, first and second Corinthians, first and second Thessalonians, and so on, all the way through to, all the way through to Philemon, right? This is where you get all these truths about the security of the believer, the body of Christ, the baptism of the believer into the body of Christ. And that's a spiritual baptism, not a physical baptism. Uh, spiritual circumcision, e eternal life. All of those themes, all of those themes, Paul rehearses over and over and over again. Now, at the rapture, the church leaves, and God resumes his program with Israel, spiritually speaking. All right now, now God's been working on behalf of Israel for uh, quite a long time. You know, physically, you know, the the, uh, the Zionist movement began when in the late 1800s, right? So, for over a hundred years, God has been moving the pieces around the chessboard. And man, man, it's been fun to watch. You know, it, and boy, it's it's just fun. It's fun to watch. And uh, but now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, um, you see. Christians, we Christians, we, we we get kind of egotistical, right? You can admit it. It's okay. We say, well, the New Testament's for us. Well, in a sense, that's true. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, all right? However, not all of the Bible is for you doctrinally. You know how I know that? When's the last time you, you, Christian, observed the Passover? When's the last time you, Christian, sent a scapegoat into the wilderness? When's the last time you offered a sacrifice to the priest for the sins of ignorance? Remember that? We talked about it last week. You know, 
that Old Testament law was so demanding that God said, you're going to have to offer up a sacrifice for sins that you didn't even know you committed. You know, years ago, I was teaching something similar to this uh, back up in New York, and and uh, one of the one of the little guys in the church, uh, the name is Chris, if I remember correct. Chris, uh, I remember he came over and he said, uh, "I'm glad I'm not a sheep farmer. I wouldn't have had any left." <laughs> you know, out of the mouth of babes, man. <laughs> you know that, but that's what makes it. That's what makes it so enjoyable sometimes, right? So, uh, so Hebrews to Revelation. Hebrews to Revelation. You get in Hebrews. Uh, and advance toward the book of Revelation. It's, it's just like advancing toward Matthew, Mark, Luke. Right? You see, th- th- there are some things in there that seem to indicate that God's speaking to another crowd besides our crowd. You see? So don't get egotistical. God loves those Hebrew people an awful lot. And in the tribulation, they're going to have their own set of books that they're going to have to abide by. Hebrews is written to who? Hebrews is written to who? Of all things, Hebrews. Imagine that. James is written to James chapter 1, verse 1. The 12 tribes scattered abroad. Let me ask you a question, Christian. Are you part of the 12 tribes scattered abroad? Who's Peter the apostle to? The Jews, right? Peter, the apostle to the Jews. So don't you see how, how that you know uh how that thing just keeps going? down right on through there and I mean it's 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 obvious it's as plain as the nose in your face all right now in those books just don't seem to be on the parallel track with Romans and Phil- Romans to Philemon right I mean even though there are some things that are very similar they're not the same but there are a lot of differences between that set and the books written to the church all right for example James 2 uh, James makes it clear that salvation in the tribulation is faith plus works. It couldn't be any more clear. It couldn't be. It's impossible. And then at the second advent, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. A thousand years, Jesus is ruling and reigning on the throne of his father David. Well, how do you know that? The Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5 through 7. Right? Isaiah 66 the sacrifices of the millennial kingdom. Now, I'm not going to say that there's no faith required, but I'm, but I'm going to say uh, little faith is required in the kingdom period. Do you know why? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Isn't that what it says? Now, Jesus Christ is going to be right there where everybody can see him. His law will be right there where everybody will be able to observe it. I mean, so, you know, I don't need any faith to know that, that Charlie, my little guy, he's sitting here right next to me. You know, I can see him. I can hear him. Hey, buddy. You being a good boy? See, that didn't require faith. Now, it requires faith to believe in somebody that isn't there. But he'll be there. All right, now, let me show you the, the disaster people get into theologically, and then we'll close with this. All right? When people take verses for the folks from Hebrews to Revelation and try to apply them to folks from Romans to Philemon, it becomes problematic. 
When people take verses that belong in the Old Testament and try to apply them to the church age, New Testament, that becomes a problem. And in reality, what you're trying to do when you're doing that is you're, you're trying to pound a square peg into a round hole. You want your doctrine, church age doctrine? Consult the guy who gave you your doctrine, the Apostle Paul. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, now, you know, wait a minute. That Bible says, the soul that sinneth, it shall surely die. Right? That's what it says. The soul that sinneth, it shall surely die. Okay? That's what Ezekiel says. Is there a remedy? Well, yeah. I find it in Paul's epistles. That's the remedy right there. That guy in the Old Testament, he had a much stiffer remedy. He had a tougher remedy. But mine, mine's found in Paul's epistles. Okay, now, um, you know, having said all that, you know, we dabbled a little bit in, uh, in, in Bible prophecy in, in, in this two-lesson series, but not that much. Um, you know, because... The, because the news is so germane and so relevant to what the Bible teaches, um, that's that's what we're doing on our Thursday night's Bible study, right? And uh, Lord willing, coming up uh, this coming Thursday, we'll be getting into uh, uh, and, and we'll be talking about the rise of anti-Semitism around the world. And it's really, it's, it's incredible when you really, really look at it. And um, you know what? I think, uh, I think we're going to call it quits here for tonight. And... Um, Folks, again, I am really so sorry that uh, things didn't quite work out tonight with the audio, with this, with uh, some of our technical problems here. It's it's a shame, but uh, I promise you this: uh, producer Claude and I, we will get working on this right away. We'll get this thing squared up and straightened out, and uh, we'll we'll take it from there. So, um, let me see. All right. Let's see. Anything else? No. I think that should do it for tonight, right? All right, folks. That'll we're going to pull the plug here cuz things are just falling apart quickly. Oh, I found my notes. Look at that. All right. Well, folks, thanks again for uh for bearing with us tonight. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, don't forget to head over to our website, sortofthespiritpodcast.com. Click on that contact section and send us over any comments or questions you have. Also, if you could, look for that support button. And if you could help us out with a, with a contribution, uh, value for value, we would really, really appreciate that. All right, folks. So until next time, win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. That's about it, really.